Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Boyd Matheson needed a rare Friday afternoon off, and so the boss came to Dave and I uh, yesterday afternoon and said, Could you hop in uh, the seat for Boyd? So it's Debbie Dujanovic and Dave Noriega from the Dave and Dujanovic Show. Normally on from 9 to noon right here on KSL News Radio. Uh, looking forward to this conversation with Anna. Anna called our show yesterday as news was breaking about the Russian invasion into Ukraine. And I was worried about Anna's sister, her family in Ukraine throughout the night. Well, we've been following this so closely as Russia involves uh, invades Ukraine. Debbie, this is what I knew was going to happen. This is really the first time that Russia has has been the aggressor in the social media era, where all of a sudden all these stories, all the horrific things that are happening in war, it gets broadcast, it gets streamed live. And there was this this video, it has gone viral so many times over. It was of this Ukrainian man saying goodbye to his daughter. Uh, putting his wife and daughter on a train to leave, and he has to stay behind because Ukraine has required all men from 18 to 60 to stay behind Mm -hmm. and fight. And that video just breaks your heart. Oh, the the father is sobbing as he's letting his little girl. And she's in a pink jacket. She's all bundled up, and he's putting her on a train to send her away to safety. And and the video that grabbed my attention this morning uh, that I saw online as well, Dave, was they were handing out the weapons. They'd handed out thousands and thousands. I think the number that I saw was like 18,000 guns for men in Ukraine to stand up to the Russian military. I saw an interview. CNN was interviewing one of uh, the past Ukrainian presidents, and they asked him, how long can you hold out? And immediately responded, forever. Anna Ivanova Bean, uh, you're a Russian citizen. Uh, You're living here in the United States in Utah. I was so worried. In fact, I tweeted last night, prayers to your half-sister living in Ukraine, and so hopeful that they would be okay overnight. What can you tell us? Well, thank you so much for all the prayers. Um, Actually, there are good news with actually uh, what's happening there. They were able able to leave Ukraine last night. 
Um, they drove to the border, which usually takes about three hours. It took them 12 hours to get there because of the traffic. She sent me pictures. It was it was scary. Um, they made it to date six o'clock their time to Kishinev, which is the capital of Moldova. They were able to get a hotel. They didn't think they were going to because of how many people went there. But thankfully, they got a hotel and she texted me that it brought her back to USSR times because of how, <laughs> what kind of condition kind of hotels they could get. But they're safe for now. Well, hopefully. Any idea how long she might be there? So they got a hotel uh, up until March 1st. Then they're thinking from there they're going to drive to Budapest, which is 13 hours, 14 hours away from there and tried to get a hotel there. Anna, I couldn't even imagine where they would get gasoline to to spend 12 hours in traffic. Um, thank goodness they, they made it to the border. They made it to safety. Um, your mom still lives in Russia? Yeah. So and, my whole family, the rest of my family is in Moscow, Russia. And you have your half-sister who is escaping the Russian military. Talk to us about about that and um, your family's situation in, in Moscow. I mean, it's a very difficult, it's a difficult topic because obviously I have family in both Russia and Ukraine, right? And there's always going to be two sides of the war. There's always going to be you know, two opinions, and as I was listening to the news yesterday and today and talking to people, people always ask me this one question is, are Russian citizens in support of this war? And I talked to my mom, I talked to my grandma, to my friends, and when they woke up yesterday morning, it was it was a surprise for them. And my friends were actually posting on social media and everywhere that, they apologize to Ukrainian citizens for what the government has done to them. You know, I mean, we were, if we think about it, Ukraine was part of Soviet Union during World War II. We celebrate the yearly May 9th as the victory day. We have fireworks, parades, we grieve for the ones we lost, and now all of a sudden we wake up to this fight against the ones who risk risk their lives with us. It just doesn't make sense to any citizens in Russia. So it's really hard to have this so-called war that government is making decisions on and have citizens being affected no matter what country they're in. I mean, I'm getting affected by their decisions also, and it's a very surprising thing for people to hear, you know, but being a Russian is not an easy thing nowadays because I've been waiting for my green card for six years and I'm getting flagged just because of what government is doing, let's say, yearly. I mean, issues between Biden and Putin, issues between, you know, Putin with everybody. I don't want to get too political because, I mean, I don't want to get arrested for what I say, but Putin is a dictator. He is smart. I mean, he used to be an intelligence officer, you know, and he's power hungry. He's a communist. And 
if we think about it, is why did he not start this war when it all when he wanted to because of Olympics? I mean, he is in a kind of strange and convenient that he started this war after the Olympics were done because everybody knows that Chinese president is, as Chinese president calls him, his friend, and he has the biggest influence on him. And he knew that if this war started and ruined the Olympic Games, it would be a global crisis. So the answer to people asking if Russian citizens are in support of it, most of them know, because 80% of people despise him. He ruins their lives. Why would they be in support of something like that? And it's hard for anybody here to understand that because they don't live there. I lived there for 16 years. You know, it's when you live in that situation, it's easier for you to understand who he is. Just like when I come to America, I don't understand mm-hmm. relationship with citizens and American presidents, you know. Anna, we uh, so appreciate you sharing your story. Anna Ivanova Bean uh, is a Russian citizen, uh, has family in Ukraine, in Moscow. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Debbie, I, I don't know, I don't know how many of our listeners caught this, but she said, "I don't want to be arrested for what I say." Yeah, and then she said it anyway. That Vladimir Putin is a dictator. He's yeah. evil. He's terrifying. That is something that, as an American, having been born here and grown up here, you don't ever have to. You don't ever have to say. You don't have to use that caveat. That is so incredible. Yeah. That, that that is where her mind. She is here in the United States. In she Utah. is safe in Utah, and she still felt like she needed to qualify that with, "I don't want to be arrested for what I say." If that doesn't tell the entire story of what's going on in Russia and what Vladimir Putin is as a president slash dictator, I don't know what else could tell. And and we're so thankful that your sister um, and her family made it to safety. We'll continue to follow their story right here on KSL News Radio, as well as all the developments in the war in Ukraine. Um, We're watching that very closely with our team of reporters and producers. Straight ahead, Lindsay Ayers has been covering the legislature, has had an eye on the Hill for the last several weeks. I'm looking forward to this conversation with her, Dave. She's going to help us follow the mail-in ballot. We're talking election security right here in Utah. Straight ahead. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.